Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Before we do get started, I do want to let you know the program is brought to you in part by the financial support of our listeners. You can support the show with a one-time donation at support.greatdetectives.net. You can also uh, give to us on a monthly uh, ongoing basis at patreon.greatdetectives.net and uh, give a monthly amount from uh, $2 or more per month. Well, now it's time for today's episode of The Crime Files of Flamon. And today's episode is called The Case of the Chick That Killed. Card number 239 from The Crime Files of Flamon. A new file card, please, Miss Lake. Popular nightclub piano player. Sears Cross to wreck his career. Seeks confidential investigation. Flamand, the most unusual detective in criminal history. Flamand, famous psychologist and character analyst. Flamand, who looks beyond laughter and tears, jealousy and greed in order to discover the reason why. And now, card number 239 from The Crime Files of Flamand. The scene is the apartment of Willie Wilkes, hot piano player appearing nightly at the swinging door. Flamand and Sandra Lake, his secretary, have just arrived. Well, I've always wondered just what kind of a place a jazz piano player would live in. And now you know. <laughs> okay, Wilkes, when you phoned my office, you said somebody was out to wreck your career. You can say that again, Flamand. How do you know? Has anything happened? Come here and dig this light switch. Why, it looks as though it had been hit with an axe. I don't know what it was, honey. All I know is that I get home last night, open the door, and reach for the light switch. And then? And then, Zoe, something crashed that switch, just missing my fingers by a quarter of an inch. What did you do? I lit over here like I sat down on a firecracker, and I didn't come back until I talked the desk clerk into coming back with me. And then there was nobody here. That's right. Well, why would anybody try to do a thing like that? Look, Angel, I'm Willie Wilkes. I make a grand a week doing things to honeysuckle rolls that nobody else does. And the way I figured it, somebody's trying to make moose meat out of my pinkies. You mean somebody's actually trying to ruin your hands? No, you're digging right, sister, and that's no corn. Well, I don't get it. Look, honey... Smashing my hands would be like knocking out Louis Armstrong's front teeth. But this little business last night ain't all. What else has happened? Well, I was down at the club earlier this afternoon rehearsing. And after I was through, I went to my dressing room. Well, to get there, you got to go through a dark hallway. Uh-huh. What happened? Just as I put my hand out to open the door to my dressing room, somebody tried to slam it shut on my hand. You couldn't see who it was? I couldn't see nothing. But you left your dressing room door open? Not that I remember. Okay, Wilkes. <laughs> it's apparent that somebody doesn't like you. Me? Why, I ain't got any in this world. Hmm. You mean this person, whoever it is, is just trying to do you a good turn? Well, no. But I've always been a right guy. Except that there's at least one person who doesn't think so. Look, Fulman, if you don't believe me, ask anybody in the business. They'll tell you that they're just a... Hmm, I wonder who this can be. Most of my pals ain't even up yet. Maybe it's the phantom that's trying to make a husband out of you. Hey, <laughs> uh, you're a great little kid. 
Hello, Willie. Well, hi, Chick. Uh, don't you high check me, you cheap piano player. Hey, Nick's Marie. I got company, see? Yeah? Well, I don't care if Air Rogers and Hammerstein. You told me that if I loaned you five C's, you'd get me a job, seeing as a swinging door. Look, Marie, I, I can explain. I already heard you explain everything. I want that job with my 500 bucks. But it'll be just a few more days, honey. Joe Mantley says Look, that... you've been using Joe's a stall for two weeks now, so get a new number. I want those five bills. Okay. Uh, will a check be all right? It'll be all right if I don't bounce. Well, uh... Oh, it so happens I ain't got my checkbook with me. How's about if I mail it to you? Well... It so happens I got my checkbook with me. Oh. Well, maybe ring on the right bank. Well, all you got to do in that case is scratch out the name of the bank and write in the name of your bank. Well, uh, look, baby, don't you trust Willie? Yes, as far as I can go, it's Steinway. Listen, Marie, I'll get you your dough. Just drop in and see me later in the week. Willie, I don't get it. You don't get what? You're pulling down a grand a week as a headliner at the swinging door, and, and you don't have the price of a hand-painted necktie. Now, look, Marie. Don't flop, Buster. You'll get your money, baby. Don't worry. Really? You're the one who ought to worry. What do you mean? I mean that if you don't come through one way or the other, I'm going to see that you land out in the street with a tin cup. Oh, so now you think you can threaten me, huh? I'm saying that if you don't get what I want by the end of the week, there could just be a little accident. Pardon me, but uh, you wouldn't happen to know anything about a couple of accidents that have almost happened to Mr. Wilkes in the last couple of days, would you? My guess was him, Willie. He's a private dick, Marie. Uh, but look, Lamont, you're barking up the wrong tree. Marie ain't sore at me. Oh, no, really. Oh? Well, I'm glad to hear that. For a minute there, I thought she was, well, uh, just a little bit irritated. If all Willie Wilkes' friends are like Marie, maybe he doesn't need any enemies. In just a moment, we'll return to the crime files of Flamand. <laughs> Back to file number 239 of The Crime Files of Lamont. It's later the same day, a short while before the first show at the swinging door. Willie Wilkes, the club's featured hot piano player, sits in his dressing room. Yeah? Hello, Willie. Okay, honey. Come in. I want to talk to you, Willie. Alone. Okay, baby. Close the door. You can talk to me alone anytime you want to. What's the matter, Willie? Huh? You can't fool me. There's something you're worried about. Have you flipped your lips, sweetheart? Little Willie ain't got a worry in the world. Cut it, Willie. I can tell. Look, Carla. Okay. I'm a little short on dough. You're short? <laughs> but you're knocking down again. It's nothing serious. Willie, um, have you heard Joe Madley make any cracks about my singing? Joe? <laughs> What's that bum know about singing? What he knows ain't the point. Joe runs this joint. He's the guy that pays off. Has he said anything about being dissatisfied with my work? Listen, honey, you're a top-flight thrush. You're too good for the joint. Have you heard Joe say anything, Willie? Why, no. You're lying. Oh, Callie. You know where to give it to you straight from the shoulder. Yeah? Well, something Joe said makes me think you know more than you're letting on. Why, but what? He gave me two weeks' notice. You mean you're fired? Yeah. And whoever's responsible is going to be sorry. When did you find out? Day before yesterday. Well, do you want me to talk to Joe for you? No, thanks. The fact is, Willie, I'm afraid maybe you've talked to Joe too much already. (laughs) 
Well, the swinging door is a little better than I thought it would be, Clement. Oh, it's just another joint, Sandra. Yeah, but how can just another joint pay Willie Wilkes a thousand dollars a week? Well, it's getting to play right now. And uh-huh. Sandra, look over there. Huh? That girl who's in street clothes uh-huh. coming up from backstage. Okay. She's the girl that came up to Willie Wilkes' apartment while we were there. Marie. She must have been backstage trying to collect from Wilkes. Uh-huh. She sees us, Lamont. She's coming over this way. Well, maybe we'll find out something from her. Oh, there. You're the detective that was ever Willie, aren't you? That's right. We weren't really introduced either. I'm Lamont. And I'm Marie Hale. Mind if I sit down? Not at all. This is my secretary, Sandra Lake. Hello, Sandra. Hello. Look, Lamont. Did you fall for that line Willie's been handing out that somebody's trying to bust his fingers? Shouldn't I? No, I'll say you shouldn't. You see, Willie's trying to get something on Joe Mantley, the guy who owns the singing door. Well, why would he want to get anything on him? Ask Willie that, dearie. Pardon me for busting in, folks, but I heard you were... Oh. But congratulations, darling. Congratulations on what, Carla? Don't play dumb, darling. You overdo it. You know Mantley's fired me so he can hire you. Oh? Well... Suppose I heard about it. Don't look so innocent, dear. You talked Joe into firing me. I'm talking into... What's the idea? Do you have to be where you can keep tab on Willie? Now, look, Carla. You're asking for trouble. You've been kind of interested in Willie yourself lately. Are you crazy? Uh, I uh, hate to change the subject, but um, Mr. Wilkes said he'd be out to see us in a few moments, and we've been waiting nearly half an hour. Are you folks friends of Willie's? I don't believe I've had the pleasure. Now, here's a detective and the girls. You're a detective? That's right. Willie isn't in any trouble, is he? I'm afraid I can't talk about the affairs of one of my clients. I'll bet Joe Mantley hired you. Sorry, but I've never even met him. I'll bet he hired you. He hired me to what? Never mind. Oh, here comes Mr. Wilkes now, Lamont. Look, his right hand is all bandaged off. Uh-oh. Well, this looks like a cozy little jam session. What's wrong with your hand? That finally happened. Somebody with a knife caught me in that dark area a little while ago, so I had to go back and bandage the net. But your fingers, uh, are they hurt badly? No broken bones, if that's what you mean. Just a cut is all. But somebody sure didn't want little Willie to pound it out tonight. Well, this does it. Whatever's going on has to be stopped before somebody really gets hurt. Okay, but who is it who's trying to put me out of business? I don't know, but I want to talk to Joe Mantley right now. Mantley? You don't think he tried to put his star rag out of commission, do you? All I know is that his name has been kicked around a lot here tonight, and I've got a hunch he'll be able to tie up a lot of loose ends. Where's his office? Backstage, right next to the dressing rooms. All right, let's all go back there and listen while Joe Mantley gives with a jive. <laughs> Does it have to be this dark back here? It doesn't have to be, but it is. Joe's saving the juice for the electric sign out in front. Well, look at the least funniest thing I dog. How do you know when you come to his office? This is it right here. There's a streak of light under the door, too. Go ahead and knock. Okay. Maybe he's out front. Ah, uh, we've seen him. Hey, Joe. Better try the door. Yeah. Hey, Joe, there's a guy here that wants to... Holy cow. Oh. Come on, you... He's dead. He's not only dead, he's been murdered. Yeah, a bullet right smack through the through, through the ticker. But there's a knife in his hand, and it's covered with blood. That's a nasty-looking shiv, too. Maybe it was suicide. I don't think so, Marie. He was shot through the heart, and there's no gun in sight. But that knife is interesting. I wonder who he was trying to stab. Stab nothing, honey. He was trying to make hash out of Willie Wolf's hands. Oh, then you admit you knocked him off, Willie. Look, Carl, I didn't say that. And if you told it, you two. This little bit of dialogue is for my benefit. You can skip the whole thing. I'll make up my mind in my own way, thanks. Okay, Willie. 
Now that we've got a breather, I want to ask you something. Look, Marie, can a guy have a little rest even in his own dressing room? Why did you do it, Willie? Do what? Don't bluff, Willie. You should have known you couldn't get away with it. Listen, Marie, nobody pins any murder on me. Joe Manley was paying me big girl. Do you think I'd kill the guy who was showering me with lettuce? Yeah, he was also trying to run you right out of the business by trying to smash your hands. I can't say I blame you for killing him. Okay, honey, if you want to talk that way, I can't say I blame you for killing him either. Me? Where do you get that stuff? You paid me 500 bucks to get you on here as a featured vocalist. But Joe didn't come true, so you get sore. He's going to the Jew, not at him. Didn't you come back to see Joe tonight? For what? I got a right to try to get a job, eh? Now, when you play that rough, baby. Look, Willie, you start talking like that and you're going to get yourself into trouble. I haven't told the detective why you're short of dough. Why, you lousy little... I'll break your neck. Hey, hey! What is this? Sorry, Mr. Wilkes, so let me interrupt you. That's okay, I'm through. Now tell the world you're through. Uh, Clement wants to see you, Mr. Wilkes. Okay. Come on, Willie. No, Miss Hale, not you. Clement wants to see Mr. Wilkes alone. How's the hand, Willie? Oh, not so bad, I guess. The police doc gave it a look and says it'll be all right in a few days. Well, I've uh, talked to the police about you. Eh? What about? They're going to put you under arrest. Put me on? Oh, but they can't do that. They figure you had a motive for murdering Mapping because he was trying to ruin your hands. But I don't know that for sure. Just because I popped off his office. The police also think you had another motive. Eh? What? They say that Matley was blackmailing you. Look, what is this? They found some papers in Matley's safe. Oh. Among them is a statement you signed saying that you haven't always used those fingers of yours playing the piano. You mean the the safe cracking racket? Uh Uh-huh. But Joe wasn't blackmailing me. He was a great... That's not the way I heard it, Willie. No? No. He was a racketeer, a hoodlum. Oh, just the same I... Look, Willie, you've been drawing $1,000 a week from this club, and yet you're broke. You can't even pay Marie Hale her five hundred dollars. Ah, okay, Flamand. Joe was shaking me down, and for plenty. He paid me a grand a week, and I kicked back all but a hundred of it. And what about the safe cracking business? Well, when I was a kid, I was playing in a dive, and a couple of hoots noticed my hands and figured I'd make a good safe cracker. Thought you had delicate fingers, huh? Yeah. Did you pull any jobs for them? Only a couple. Then I scrammed out of there, and haven't had anything to do with that kind of stuff since. How did Matley find out about it? Joe knew every wrong guy in town, and one of them tipped him off about me. That's when he made me sign that paper and start kicking back most of the dough he paid me. All of which adds up to a darn good motive for knocking him off, Willie. I know it does, Flamand, but believe me, I ain't the killing kind. So help me, I ain't. Well, Miss Hale... I say you stepped into this picture at the wrong time. No, I don't know. Willie still owes me that 500, and I've got a hunch it's going to be easier to get it now than if Joe Mentley hadn't been killed. What makes you think that? Well, Willie was on the level when he said he didn't have the dough. That, that's why he was willing to try to get Joe to hire me. Joe didn't go for my type, and Willie let him have it. You don't really believe that, do you? Mm. Well, that don't matter, dearie. I still think Willie will find it worth 500 bucks to keep me from passing my little idea along to the cops. Well, could... Oh, excuse me. I was looking for Willie. Well, come on in. I wasn't interrupting anything, was I? Not a thing. Well, Carla, I suppose you've got your alibi all set. What do you mean by that? Well, you were back here when Joe was killed. You, you had as much chance to kill him as anybody. Marie, don't be silly. Why should I want to kill Joe Mantle? That's easy. You fired you. You said so yourself. That's right. When you came over to our table. That's hardly a reason for murdering a guy. Well, now that all depends. 
Because oh, you always figured Carla Lane was Dinah Shaw and Connie Boswell rolled into one. Look, so. Marie, maybe I'm not the best singer in the world, but I was good enough to get a job without buying it. What are you insinuating? I'm not insinuating a darn thing. I'm just saying something, and I happen to know it's true. You paid Willie to get me fired to get my job for you. Why, that... So Willie's been talking, huh? Willie hasn't opened his piece. But you just... I had a hunch about what happened, darling, and you just told me I was right. Why, you dirty crook. You've got the crush to call me a crook after admitting you got me fired and tried to buy your way into this joint. Oh, that's a laugh. Look, Carla, you won't laugh. Not when you find yourself dragged right smack in the middle of this juicy little case. Are you threatening me? You figure that out, dearie. But there's something I haven't told either the cops or Flamand. What's that? I saw her come out of Joe Mantley's office about ten minutes before the body was found. Well, how about it, Carla? Is that true? Well... Is it? Yeah, it's true. He called me in to fire me. And so you killed him. That's a lie, and I'll kill you with your Carla. Let me stop her. Take your hands away from my throat. <laughs> Carla, enraged, lunges for Marie Hale's slender throat. In a moment, we'll see what happens next in The Crime Files of Flamand. We return to file number 239 of The Crime Files of Flamand. It's now a moment later. Sandra Lake tries frantically to separate Carla Lane and Marie Hale. Why did he tell you that if Willie done that to him, 
He'd ruin his hand. Now, look, Flamand. Joe Matthew was standing right beside you in the dark when you slashed Willie's hand with that knife, Murray. No, no, this is all a bunch of lies. Then, after he caught you, he took you into his office and threatened to hand you over to the police. I never had that knife. You found it after Joe was dead. Yes, in his fist. And that was your most serious mistake. What do you mean? Just that Matthew was holding that knife as if he were planning to stab downward with it into somebody's heart. I don't understand. Marie, nobody who wanted to slash a man's fingers would hold a knife that way. He'd hold it the same way he'd hold the handle of a hammer. Hey, that's right. Matley tried to blackmail you, Marie. No. And you had that knife in your hand when he forced you into his office. So you killed him and put the knife in his hand to make it look as though he'd slashed Willie's fingers. No, it, it must have been Carla. Look, Marie, I, she admits she was in his office and that, that he fired her. She could have done it. Except that she didn't. You're trying to frame me. You framed yourself, Marie. When you tried to slash Willie's hand last night in his own apartment... I, I did? Yes. You forgot that Willie and Carla both worked the same show. They're both in the finale, too. Which means that Carla couldn't get to Willie's apartment before he did. But you were there waiting for him. Well? Okay. This round is yours. But the last round's mine. She's got a gun. No, you're sharp, kid. And it's the same gun that killed that dirty blackmailer Mantley. Now I'm leaving here and I'm locking the door up. There's just one thing you forgot, Marie. Yeah, what? You got that gun in one hand... And if you figure I'm locking it in, the key's on the wrong side of the door, which means that... Sandra, uh, uh, slam the door. Okay. Oh. 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 Drop the gun. Grab it. Oh. 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 You slammed the door right on my hand. Honey, my heart bleeds for you. Boy, you're on the ball, Flamand. Getting Marie to look at the door so she'd get rattled. That was great. It's all in the day's work, Colum. Uh, don't hand us that, Jackson. Instead, take a bow because you're solid, cat. Yes, sir, you're solid. <laughs> the basic clue in file number 239 of the Crime Files of Flamont. You know, Flamont, there's one thing about this case that I don't dig. Look, Chick, if you're going to keep giving with a child... Okay, okay. <laughs> but you seem to be so darn sure that Marie Hale was the killer. How come? Well, Carla couldn't have killed Matley because... Sure, you explained that. She was in the show with Willie, which proves that she wasn't trying to cut up Willie's hair. Well? Yeah, but what I want to know is, why were you so sure that Willie himself didn't kill Joe Mantley? He sure had reason to. I'll say he did. But Marie really did Willie a favor when she slashed his hand. She did? Huh. I sure hope nobody ever does a favor like that for me. Circumstances all the cases, Sandra. You see... Willie's hand was slashed while Matley was still alive. Well, that's true, it but... It was I... Willie's right hand, too. Honey, I get it. <laughs> Comes the dawn. With his hand all cut up, Willie could never have fired a revolver. Now you dig me, Chick. Now you dig me. I gather you've got a title for the file card? Uh-huh. You gather right, boss. Well? I'm calling it The Case of the Chick That Killed. <laughs> and that cat is solid. Hello, mystery lovers. I'm Jennifer Moss, author of Town Red, the first in a series of mysteries with a metaphysical twist. 
Town Red has received critical acclaim and all five stars from avid mystery readers just like you. Town Red and the rest of my books are available in print and in ebook on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. For more information, visit my website, jennifermoss.com. You're listening to the great detectives of old time radio. Welcome back. Well, middle-aged radio stars that make with too much jive, uh, I think that they're just Squaresville. And that probably goes a double for 21st century uh, podcast hosts. Uh, at any rate, an interesting episode, though less of a psychological clue than you would have heard from Plamond in the 40s. Um, at any rate, we actually do have a listener comment from David uh, regarding uh, episode 1726, uh, The Case of the Winning Widow, um, and I think uh, probably uh, relates to the entire uh, Flamand series that uh, played up to that point. Uh, he says, meh, it's great to have a program from Chicago with all the famous Chicago uh, voices, uh, Pierre-Andre, uh, Myron Wallace, uh, Bob Elson. It's just a bit sad that it isn't uh, a bit better. My first reaction is that this is a lukewarm retread of Blackstone, the magic detective. This, however, is wrong, as Flamon aired two years before Blackstone, so I guess, if anything, Blackstone borrowed from it. I can't really put my finger on exactly what doesn't work. I know it has to do with the script. Is it too many uses of tropes? Is it the pacing? Is it the condescending tone? It's certainly not as formulaic as something out of the Hummer group or from Phillips uh, Lord, uh, but it is formulaic and just is missing something. Well, I definitely appreciate your uh, opinion, David, and uh, and I know this is technically one of the less prominent shows with a little bit less talent uh, in terms of the uh, quality that you would normally get out of uh, Los Angeles or New York. But it's really uh, probably uh, emblematic of what I, I do like about Tuesdays. Most of the series that we do have about 20 episodes or less. I think we, we got up to 33 with Jeff Regan. That was primarily because I didn't know there were that many episodes out there to start with. Uh, but we have a lot of two and four episode uh, series that we play in terms of what's actually out there. Uh, and it's fun just to hear what people think, and people either love them or hate them, and it really does vary from series to series. So if you've been liking Crime Files of Lamont, I'm uh, great, uh, grateful for that. Uh, but we're actually coming to the end. That's right, in four weeks we'll be bringing you Tales of Fatima, which is another short series, this one with Basil Rathbone. So if you've not been enjoying this, you don't have too much longer. All right, well that will do it for today. Well, now uh, we'll be back uh, on Wednesday with the adventures of Philip Marlowe, and join us back here next Tuesday for the Crime Files of Flamond. In the meantime, send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net, follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.